And welcome back to Marshy's Corner. Uh, on today's episode, <clears throat> we got Jesse Gee. I uh, just want to thank him for coming on. Uh, he's, you know, he's not he's not even just friend. That, that guy's family. And um, yeah, we haven't we haven't been able to catch up too much this year. Uh, he's playing basketball in Melbourne, and he's, you know, uh, having to face some new challenges. And we got to talk all about that. Um, so I'm not going to ramble on too much in this intro. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I, I reckon it's it's a great one for anyone that obviously that just enjoys sport in general. But if you're if you're a young guy, if you're someone trying to make it, get to that next level in whatever sport you're doing, it doesn't have to be basketball. Um, yeah, I reckon there's heaps of value in this, and yeah, enjoy. Wait, is it, are we starting? What's that? Yeah, we're started. <laughs> Why? What's that? What is that? You look old as hell. <laughs> you see, I look old. Yeah. You know what's funny is I sent a photo, <laughs> like a, a Snapchat to someone. I don't know. I was literally like, man, what the fuck? I look old as fuck right now. You do? You want to see something? Huh? I said, you want to see something? Yeah. Was that today? No, nah, I got it done um, probably a couple of days, but I actually did it because. Um, Lilo, you know how he's going through like his chemo stuff. Yeah, did it for him just to like go with him. It's uh, told him I cut my hair. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah no, I've been worried about him. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's doing alright. It's just uh, it's like a freak, weird, weird thing that just came upon him. But he's good. Like he still has a sense of humor. So yeah, that's it. good. But um, yeah, I thought I'd just do it. You know, just kind of. Do it with him. I have nothing to lose. I mean, I was a need for a haircut anyway, and I think it looks pretty decent on me anyway. So, yeah. Well, I've been growing this beard out. I think that's the issue. I look old because of the beard. But um, you look crazy. But <laughs> no, well, I decided that because I'm doing this 75 hard challenge right now, and okay. I decided that I'm just gonna like just put myself in it completely. I'm not gonna shave my face. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so I'm... I've never seen you like this. Yeah, I know. So um, I'm also working at a high school now and I feel like when I shave, I look like I'm about 22. So I'm getting, I get carded still. So I don't know. I just, um, I've been going this out and it just, yeah, it's, it doesn't look good though. It's not good at all. <coughs> um, you say you're working at a high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was... <laughs> Why? I was just wondering. That's that's good. I haven't talked to you in a while. That's... Did you not know that? Uh, can you hear that, sir? Uh, I, yeah, I can. What's that? Oh, sorry, it's just... How do I mute my... Can you hear me, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It'll, I guess you'll hear bing, bing, bing. Yeah, no, I'm well, obviously working at the basketball lab, but... um. Yeah, I also got a job back at the old high school, back at Northside. Shout out to Northside, man. So um, we've started this off with you pissing me off by... Um, <laughs> I messaged this guy. Well, I call him because I, I just happened to get... I got, <clears throat> I got an early, little early knockoff from work just because um, the kid... Because I'm working in special ed, so... The, the kid that I uh, usually work with, he's away today and I didn't have much work to do. So uh, I've been a bit sick. So I, uh, yeah, just had a little early knockoff, called this guy up because we've been planning on doing this podcast. I was like, oh, we could record early. I can 
you know, rest this afternoon and we're texting and this guy's just, okay, okay, okay. Give me, give me triple okays. I was like, this guy, if you okay me again, I'm going to slap the shit out of you next time I see you. See, that was funny. I'm texting Crystal. Uh, it's my sister and I'm texting her and um, your texts are coming through and I ended up saying, um, what did I say? The response after you said that. I was like, wait, let me read it. Let me read it. I was like, like what did I say? Um, I was like, I was like, yeah, thought she wasn't gonna say anything, and then I said that to her, and then she was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm so confused. What to say. <laughs> but um, you know, you know what's funny is the first okay pissed me off. Like I was like, don't just okay me. Like, are you a female? I was like, what the? Fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Are you getting mad about that? But I let the first two slide, so there's a lot of attitude behind those. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, um, no, but yeah. So working at Northside, that's actually that's actually a good segue into one of the first things I was going to talk about. Is um, I mean, we like you said before, like we haven't we haven't talked heaps since you've gone to Melbourne. Um, <clears throat> but before we get into you know what's going on with you in Melbourne and stuff. Um, I was, uh, I was working with, uh, one of the teachers, Ben Seymour, who's just come over to Northside, but he's a big basketball fan. Shout out to Ben here. Yeah. 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 And, um, he started like asking, cause we obviously graduated Northside a while ago now. Um, but he was talking about, you know, the current state of Northside basketball, how, how big it is and whatnot. And then he was kind of like, so like, who was your group? Who'd you go through? Like in terms of like players and i was like i was like me jesse you know liam emery tim henry jacob garvey these guys benny harwin even though he didn't play with us but um he was like oh like you guys you guys would probably beat the current guys like all these guys that are playing basketball now he's like your team would probably beat them and i was like well i mean obviously we're gonna say that they'd say that they would they would beat us from back then um obviously if we played them right now we would smoke them but um but it was funny because he was like, well, I, he's like, I don't know. Like, I've, I've watched the senior group and he's like, I remember what Liam was like. He's like, obviously, you and Jesse in the backcourt. And then he was he was like, like they're not going to stop you. I was like, yeah, but Jesse actually wasn't quite what he is now back then. Like, you're obviously a good player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking because we've been talking about we're going to do this podcast. And I thought it'd be a cool thing to talk about, especially I don't know, if younger guys listen to this or whatnot. But like your road to where you are now and where you're going i think for some people that have only just started like i guess watching you and 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 maybe some of the younger generation or some people that i guess you've come onto the scene and people have been talking about like i think they think you were always this and it's not that it's not that you weren't a good basketball player but it's been like this progression thing for you yeah I guess what I was going to ask was like you at 15, 16, 17 playing like rep bronze, rep silver yeah. um, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And you always had a lot of confidence. Like I remember in the playground, you used to be like, no, I'm, I'm going to play professionally and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and it's not that we didn't believe you then, but um, you know, the player you are now, I, I think if some people saw you back then, they'd be a little bit surprised. So for you, yeah. did you did you kind of always see this as a like a long term like 
I just got to take these steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's a step. Everything. <clears throat> it was different how it happened. In high school, I wasn't, you know, you saw me, I was pretty chubby. Um, wasn't the mm. what I look now. Wasn't as healthy. Like I was still typical island boy, young, quick, but I couldn't take it as, you know, with my buddy as serious. But I just love having fun and everything was steps. Like, um, you know, I would have been after grade 12 that I actually was like, you know, I actually want to um, see how far I can go with it. Um, because I remember I was doing work experience. I was doing like carpentry and stuff like that. And I hated it. And I was like, it's either this or I want to try to go to college or I want to. And at the time, um, I remember I was probably um, working out with and, and practicing. I was young. I was playing with like Northside Wizards. The, it was QBL at the time with a lot of the older guys. And, um, you know, I was this is right after high school and working out, working out, working out. And then <clears throat> that's when I was like, you know what, like got into an opportunity with a coach um, who was there. And, you know, he, he took interest in me and he was like, look, you can either do, I don't think I've ever told you this, but you can either be a DP for Cairns type ends or you can get you to college. Um, and I was like, you know what, I want to, my mindset at the time was like, um, I just want to go to college and experience it. But everything took steps and it was such a big learning experience, you know, all through high school. I never made the top teams probably through 11 and 12 um even grade 10 I started dropping back um but I still had like this confidence in myself and just kind of backed myself and then once someone took a chance after high school um then I kind of knew how good I could be and, and what it needed to take and still at this point in my life I'm still figuring out like this whole year has been a completely different year to um when I was in WA and even in Queensland but this has been like a massive learning experience. This has been something I've never dealt with in my life before. Massive challenge mentally. Um, obviously, like I'm jumping straight into things. But yeah, it's yeah. funny you bring that up. It's, yeah, it's like never dealt with this experience. But but I mean, rewind. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just steps. Like it just had to, I kind of just had to. Um, and, and I had like, you know, people in my life came in and, and at the right time and and invested and you know my family and my mother always like kind of pushed me and um you know having good people like you and and you know my boys around um talking smack and whatever but still I didn't like to lose and I didn't you know you guys were like all the brothers and you know would say all this to me and I'm like nah, nah like I want to beat you guys so it just kind of pushed me all this stuff pushed me um but yeah definitely had to have confidence in myself and then when I went to college learned a lot Obviously, you had Kyron here as well. Um, learned a lot from him being my teammate and my teammates over there as well. <clears throat> so everything to this point in my life was, and I'm still learning, but it was like a massive. You just had to take it step by step and learn it. But um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. This year, like I said, it's been a whole different step, like a whole different learning experience. Yeah. I guess your, mm-hmm. your basketball testimony would be like... Um, you know, one for, for younger, like the, the younger generation being like, you don't have to be the most heavily scouted person. Like people used to look over you for ages, yeah, yeah, ages. Yeah. And like, even to the point where like, it was like for us as your friends and your family, not even being biased where it was like ridiculous that you were being overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the way that 
we you know we've, we've talked about like what it would look like to upset like the Australian basketball structure yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah. but like even for you, like not getting recognition, not being one of those guys that was like heavily recruited, like scouted the whole way through. Um, but you know, we watched you like it was really fun when you were playing for the Wizards because we got to see you play against those guys again. And so, yeah. like, we're sitting courtside at these games, and you're just fucking like busting people's asses that yeah, yeah. used to be scouted ahead of you. Um, yeah, yeah, and... I definitely, I definitely took that personally. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I took no, that personally because you know, all through high school, being overlooked, like it kind of just drives you a lot more. Like, and you know, you got to think, like, Northside never was an athletic school for basketball; it was more academic. They invested more in like football or other sports, you know. Not basketball was like the lowest, you know what I mean? So, yeah, a lot of opportunity, huh? You know, well, I was gonna say, what's crazy is like, I obviously played rugby a little bit, but obviously, I was mostly playing basketball by the time we were in high school. But, um, you know, our rugby team, and when we graduated, they had all the rugby boys come up on stage at our graduation, like, thank you for your services, blah, blah, blah. I reckon they won like three games in the last like year that we played. Yeah. Whereas yeah. for us, like as seniors, you were the year below us, but us as seniors, that senior year, that tournament, mm-hmm. you know, we came second in division two, which I think put us like 19th in Queensland. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, there was those discussions about whether we should play div one or div two. And I think a few of us wish we played division one. Um, but, you know, we were a much more successful team than, even the rugby team, but I guess even from people looking out, like, like no one really came necessarily came out of Northside for basketball. So like, um, but I don't know. I, I, I still think that the fact that we grew up on these cement courts, just like yeah. playing yeah. 21, playing like eight on eight and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we had it hard out there. We wasn't, we didn't have any, like a indoor um, stadium or anything like no. that. A lot of it actually changed as well. Shout out to um, Rocky coming in and, and uh, changing dynamic of everything at Northside so bro be, being work at like being a staff member at Northside now and like I'm in a lot of these classrooms all the kids have laptops these days mm-hmm. and obviously we had nothing like that but every single kid like they hop into class they open up their laptop instead of their books um and you know I'm at the back of the classroom walking around 50 percent of the kids have the NBA up on on their page which yeah, is I like remember, yeah you sent me something a story um the heat and Celtics finals and you guys were just in there just watching the game yeah we had it up on a projector just during lunchtime um no basketball is like it's crazy what basketball is like now and you know I think about like what would we have been like if we had like us guys that were getting to school at 7 a.m leaving school at 5 p.m we just we played non-stop um and obviously like we're super grateful for people like your mom Mr. Burgess, Mr. S- oh, Mr. Smith wasn't really coaching back when we were there, but he was still coaching a little bit. Um, you know, all these Mr. Jones who would come and play with us at lunchtimes, like these guys that coached us, but like the opportunities that these kids have now, just so much basketball being played. We had nothing like that, but, um, but we had something different. And like, uh, you know, when I think about the toughness that we had, I felt like we really had toughness. Like we were talking to, um, I was talking to Ben Seymour about our team. And I was like, you know, we had Jesse who at the time, like still had the handle, like the shot wasn't quite there, but he had the quickness, the handle, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, defensively, he was still fine. 
and we had these big wings like Tim Burgess, Jacob Garvey. I showed him this video of Jacob doing like East Bay dunks yeah. up at, up at the courts. Like there's no one, there's no one at Northside doing East Bay dunks or like LeBron's like rock the cradle reverse. Like Jacob was doing those dunks. Like we had Tim Burgess, who's just an athletic freak. Um, you know, Liam, who I just think is still to this day, probably one of the best defenders I've ever seen. Um, and plus he'd, he'd put 20 on the board as well. So, um, yeah, that was funny listening to Ben. Like he was like, you guys would have smoked them. And I was like, maybe, um, but yeah, he did bring you up and I was like, Jesse was good, but he's not this guy now. Um, so I guess for you, like, as you've gone from, you know, that talented young guy to, you know, being the player you are today, do you reckon, is there any like defined steps where it's like that took my game to this point and that took my game to this point, like really defined, like maybe three or four, like things that you did, things that you changed, um, experiences that you had that have gotten you to here, or is it just the fact that what people don't know about you is like, you literally, I don't know how many days have gone by since you've graduated that you haven't shot a basketball, like, like you're just in the gym all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, it's funny. Um, what did you say about Ben? You just said something. I wanted to touch on that point, how you said that um, Ben said how I was when I was younger, but then say that again. Um, As in Ben talking about our team? Yeah, about ben me. Se- what did you ben, say? Oh, Ben Seymour. Like he brought you up because he was like, how like how are you guys going to lose to the, you know, the current crop of Northsiders? And, you know, he was like, you got Jesse, like, and all I said to him, I was like, Jesse's obviously like an incredible player now. And he was a good player then, but I don't think he's what you think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. Then. So, yeah. And it's funny you say that because I think being in certain situations, um, I think it kind of molds how you kind of see like your perspective of the game um, being at Northside didn't really have like I said it was like funny didn't have the resources we're talking about how they have it yeah. now so I think that kind of but we had the talent of like you know all these just raw talent you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think being in situations and environments like that it, it kind of pushes you a lot more because you're not reliant on other things like like you said we were on the cement we were just grinding it out and we had fun and we just played and I still think I still think being biased that that age group is one of the best age groups in Northside, you know what I mean? And it was a complete fluke, right? Like, why? Like, I don't. I to this day, I do not know why it happened. Like, (laughs) why was it all of a sudden? I mean, actually, to be fair, I actually do know how it happened. You obviously had your basketball background, like you were always going to play basketball. Yeah. Um, but it was actually Dave Salter and Max Thompson. They were they were the two guys that played, and then we just kind of like, all right, I guess we go play basketball at lunchtime now. Which which I guess started, but I don't know. We did take it differently and man those like there was also those older boys like kg uh mm-hmm. luke irons yeah, jesse bradford that. like they they kind of set the tone a little bit for us i think we surpassed them but yeah, um sure um but really like you know when i think about like the toughness that we had like yeah, we i'm not joking when i when i say like we literally played like no blood no foul like we yeah. were, we played that blood ball that we started yeah. playing yeah. where yeah. like it was 21, so it was everyone against each other, but you were allowed to hip check and foul with your body. You couldn't foul with your arms, 
but unless you got hit to the cement because we played on cement unless mm. you got hit to this man and literally had blood on you you could not call anything yeah. so yeah, it was not cool. which is that kind insane of, that we used to do that i think i think those environments kind of defined me as well like you said i wasn't the player as what i was now and being in that type of environment i feel like if i was in a different environment i had um because there was a time it would have been grade 12 i could have had the chance to go to st james um and st james obviously you know good friend of mine karen's there obviously ranko that would have been playing with them guys those guys over there um st james but being at a school like that i feel like i wouldn't have been as who i am today because all this stuff kind of molded me the situation the environment i was in also outside of school and about school being in uh, with my family that stuff molded me and drove me and you being there around my life you know how my family is and how we are especially my immediate family my mother yeah, yeah. so all these things kind of molded me to make me more of like i want to prove people wrong and i want to take it to the next level i want to do it my way um, I don't care what no one thinks in the Australia basketball world. Like I want to do it the way I want to do it. <clears throat> and so all this stuff I think was good for me because I feel like if I would have had talking about the resources, we had that, I wouldn't have been as like that mindset wouldn't have clicked. So I guess speaking on your other question about the thing that kind of defined, I think that's what you said. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Like, I think I had that mindset already because of what I was experiencing with where I was going to school, not a lot of opportunity from that school for sports, for basketball, with my family, with what I was dealing with personally. So I go to America, shout out to your mother for helping me get there, shout out to everyone. You know, that was a whole different experience. I got up, I got over there and I realized it was a whole different thing. And I ended up, that mindset that, that I initially had, it just grew bigger because then I started to witness how their mindset is. And that's my issue as well sometimes, like being here and you see it and probably we have different perspectives of it as well. But <clears throat> sometimes I see, you know, a lot of, I guess over there when I went, it was a lot more like we were tough in high school, but they're a lot more like just there's nothing to lose type of thing. Here in Australia, it's kind of, and this is kind of what annoys me a little bit when I was growing up, it's like, Oh, it's a right slap on the back. Like we'll get it next time. Like you know, yeah. th that's like the attitude towards it. You know what I mean? Um, and so when I experienced it, this is one of those moments. But when I experienced it and I started playing and, and how it was and being cussed out by my coach and and playing ones against Kai, like Kai, <clears throat> and playing like just at a just different type of mentality that I could see it and like that intensity. Intensity. It took my already mentality that I had the perspective that I had and just, just like I said just enhanced it so I remember when I came back and how I was you saw a bit of a difference because then I was kind of like everything changed and then I kind of just when I went back again it got better and better and better and whatever but um sorry I just had a call in. but yeah I think that was it that was one of the defining moments because I don't think if I never went through these times or these experiences from starting from school or, or dealing with this stuff, it wouldn't have pushed me to the person that I am. And and going to America, there was good and bad things that happened there, but being in that environment, it just shaped, it just literally molded everything. Like it was weird. So now where I think where I see stuff now, I'm kind of like, and I see how these young guys are coming up and I'm like, man, like, it's just different. Like, it's just, 
especially yeah. being over and being in WA, being in Queensland. Um, so yeah, it's just I don't know. I think that's kind of defined, and I, I take it as a blessing. I take it as like it helped me, but um, yeah, it was just that was probably the one of the defining moments. And then when I came back here, I was kind of like had that attitude, like man, like no one can f with me, like I'm yeah. Just and then all those people that, that sorry <laughs> that overlooked me and and from when i was young when i was juniors it was funny because then they started being like oh jesse this jesse that i was like nah you people wasn't on me before but now you guys want to come to me and that i still had this like man f everyone like i'm gonna just do me i'm gonna just be around the people that already had my back from day one so that's kind of been my mindset of it all it still is um but yeah that definitely defined and helped everything so it is funny because like we all remember when you were getting picked in like the silver and bronze teams and wizards and stuff like that. And we're seeing certain people get picked ahead of you for gold and, and whatever yeah. else. Like yeah. there was a little bit of like, it was funny when you did come back and you mm. started getting recruited and the same people that used to not give you any, like we won't say any names, but just people that used to like not give you any attention yeah. Um, yeah. all of a sudden you're obviously getting a lot of attention from them. And, um, you know, I remember when you first went to Fullerton and you were playing there and like, you were really out of your depth the first like month. Yeah, like course. you were like a little bit stressed by like, bro, this is like the hardest environment yeah. that I've been in. And um, it was funny, like, you know, talking about like how serious they take it and whatnot. Um, working at the lab, I had a, I had a guy come through the other day um, looking at signing his kids up. So a, a bit of an older guy. Uh, where was he from? I think he was from Cal. I think he was from LA. Um, and so he, he was just talking about how he's like, yeah, man, just sport over here in Australia. It's just a little bit different. He's yeah. like, especially basketball, um, like over there in America, like, there's this element of like shit talk and confidence and, and just like, yeah, just like, I, I guess like in Australia, it's like, yeah, you do take things like a little bit like relaxed. Like we're known as like the larrikins, like just laid back chill, but which, you know, it has its benefits, but you know, you, you hear the way he's like talking about what it was like for him. Cause he was a, I think he said he was a college football coach for a little while. Yeah. And he was like, everything like you know even with your teammates like how competitive it, it is over there and just like this is like your livelihood and while exactly. you're, you're a teammate and all this other stuff like you've still got to think about yourself as well um mm. which is such, which is interesting because like i mean i didn't even think about it like this before but i was just at the lab getting shots up um and there was a guy there uh he was he was working out down the other end and um we, we just played some ones and then we started talking afterwards. He was from Canada. Um, <clears throat> and we started talking about, you know, the, the different types of basketball around the world and mm. like how it's played and how America is very like compared to other parts of the world, like Europe and, and even Australia, it is a bit more individual, but everyone is the most skilled, like the most talented, most athletic, most like if you just go just straight up, like you want to put skill and, and physical ability into players like they're all in America. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, the Europeans play like a very finesse, uh, a different like team. Like it's like, it's like five becoming one. 
Yeah. Uh, and then Australia, I think, is like a little bit like Europe in the sense that it's very team orientated, yeah. but it's it but maybe it's just a little bit more physical. Yeah, it's way more physical, hundred percent. But also, yeah. the skill set I don't think is as high as um, what America, even some of the Europeans as well. I think we rely in Australia a lot more on that physicality and that team play. Um, but no one really, if you look, and it's nothing, not, not a knock against anybody, but when you look in the NBL, there's no one that has like a Kyrie bag. That's all, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you even look at our national team that just got announced for the World Cup, like, like Josh Giddy, like he he's pretty he's pretty good, but he's not like a he, he's he, he's actually he's very good. He's really he's smart. smart. He's really he's smart. smart. Yeah. Patty yeah. Mills, like Patty Mills, he's gonna come off like a hundred screens exactly. and he'll run all day, and 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 he's kind of like our Australian version of a Steph Curry. He's a little bit smaller yeah. and whatnot. Um, but you know when you think about his his superpower is the fact that he is so fit, and then he's yeah. obviously able to get a shot up from anywhere um but but yeah i guess in australia like we don't have people that are actually bringing back and then when we look at your game someone that went to america Mm. and and you even had it when you were in high school like you know people talk about people's bags like you always had a bag yeah (laughs) um but it just that's what i'm saying it got enhanced because being in that environment of um how they are and what they work on Obviously, like I said, <clears throat> I mentioned Kyle a lot, but you, I know you follow him on IG and you see his workouts and he's a trainer and he does all that stuff. That's what they're doing every day out there. It's like a it's like a lifestyle almost, and they're always trying to expand their game. They're not comfortable. They they want to be uncomfortable, and like that's how I learned how to get my bag from this to like bigger. You know what I mean? So, and, and you know, you look at some of the best European players as well that like, you know, Luca has a bag, but he's also super smart. Jokic is amazing smart. Like these, I don't know. That's how I kind of see the difference um, between America and Europe and then Australia. And it's nothing against Australia, but it's just like, no one has, I, I guess the skill level, like we're Australia as a whole, we're just very like team, which is great. Yeah their skill is there's a massive difference that's what i'm saying yeah and do you know what you know when i think about you and who you are as a player now like i don't even think i'm that far off saying like if you want to talk about people in australia that actually have a bag like someone that can you know break someone down off the dribble can do all these things like i can't think of someone in the nbl that can do that the way you can do that when we're talking about footwork handle all that sort of stuff like you have that and um you know a lot of people there's this sense of like like no one no one wants to fail in life yeah like no no one wants to make mistakes and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff and when i think about like us growing up in basketball Mm -hmm. you know especially like i mean i think about myself and it was just like I held myself to like, I cannot turn the ball over. Mm. You know, I got to shoot a decent percentage. I got to, I got to do all these things, you know, correct. And then you were my, you were my part, like my, my backcourt partner, I guess, throughout high school. Mm. And then there was you that was just like, I'm going to fucking take on these five guys right now. And I'm sitting there going, Jesse, move the ball. Like for me, I was always like, I got to make the right play. I got to make the right play. Mm. Whereas for you, I think you saw yourself as something even higher than that. Where you yeah. were like, 
you know, I, I think I can break this guy down and, and get to the next spot. And, and, um, you know, back then, yeah, like you did turn the ball over and things like that, but like, you never cared. Like you could have turned the ball over eight times and you were still coming down and you're going to make the two, the two shots at the end of the game or, or whatever. Like, yeah. like you, you weren't ever scared to make those mistakes. And when you see that now, so like maybe that mentality had you sitting in bronze and silver. Yeah. You know? no, like you, you like you went to you went to these trials and you know you weren't that normal point guard. Like I can think of point guards from our age group that would bring the ball down, mm. do everything correctly, mm. and and then you know, like they're the ones that are sitting on those teams. But mm. then you were almost challenging yourself to be something different. Like yeah. why did you want to be different from the start? Mm. Like I it's it's, it's weird so to it's weird to look back on now. Like it's not something we noticed at the time. Like I'm sitting there just going, Jesse, stop fucking turning the ball over. Like let's <laughs> no, hundred percent. No, it's funny you talk about this, and I, I I respect people that understand me um to that extent because a lot of people that understand my game and how I am, you know, yourself, my family, um, like I said, a good friend of mine, Kieran. He we had a I had a conversation with him. He's the coach at St. James. Um yeah. you know a good friend of mine a mentor and, and you know i've been he, enjoying that podcast by the way uh, they're amazing shout out to Tim. shout out to what they're doing it's amazing it's but cool. um you guys should have a joint podcast but anyway well um, rank ranko and i've already talked about it yeah for sure for sure i, I need to hop on that but anyway um so yeah we had this conversation he came down a couple months ago and i had a little i ran with him for a little tournament um while they were down here rank or Tim, all those guys but He's helped me and he's always respected me as a hooper. And, you know, I remember a while back we had this conversation about hoopers and ball players. And he literally said to me, he was like, you know, I don't, I, um, I still have the message, but he was like, um, we, I guess he was like, I don't understand. He's like, you have everything. Um, and you're a hooper and you know how to create, do all the stuff you just said, but why haven't you been looked at or been taken from this to NBL, right? And so he was like, I think it's other things you need to work. Like it's other things that you need to kind of fit to what they need to want to see. Do you want, sorry, I'm going to let you finish and then I, no, no, I have something going. to say. Speak, speak, speak on what you because I want to talk about this stuff because it's funny to me. Okay, so I, I don't know if you follow the lab on Instagram, uh, yeah. but uh, Logan, who you played with when Logan, you were my boy. <laughs> yeah. So I've gotten him to come down to the last couple of runs at yeah. the lab. Um, mm -hmm. And we, after his run, uh, he's looking big, by the way. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen his stories. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, um, after, after the first run he came to, we were just talking and then we, we, we just started talking about you and, you know, we were kind of talking about like, it is kind of crazy that he hasn't gotten that look in yet at, you know, at, in the NBL, you know, that next level up from the NBL one. Um, and I said to him, I was like, you know, I, I, sorry, no, he was the one that said it. He said, um, you know, the thing with Jesse is, is like, he's always been the guy on an NBL one team. Like the ball's always been in his hands. Um, but maybe, and I was like, we're just kind of talking about how that's true. Like you do always have the ball in your hands and, you know, maybe for you to get to that next level, you almost have to go to an NBL team and be like, I'm going to be your off the ball player and play defense. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, and the thing is we all know it. We know you can play defense. 
we mm. already know you can shoot the ball at a high clip and and you can play off the ball and um you know i, I maybe like it took uh mitch so long to get to the wizards team mm. you know with that year that you played wizards like mitch was meant to be there but i think he obviously had like a long playoff run yeah, yeah. Did they actually win that year? They won at Melbourne. Sorry. Yeah, they won. That was the year they won. So Melbourne won. So he didn't get to the NBL one side for so long. Yeah. So you always had the ball in your hands. But if he got there a little bit earlier and then you were that guy off the ball and people would have seen that, you know, you can be that guy that plays off the ball and on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. It actually happened. I remember we played one game and he's, you know, super unselfish and doing his thing. And I ended up having like 20-some points in the first quarter. Cause I was just playing off the ball and just playing with it, an MBO guy, um, doing the things, little things. I didn't have the ball in my hand primarily, but um, yeah, definitely had that chemistry. So, yeah. So, is that what you guys were talking about, though? Like, yeah, yeah. We're basically like, <clears throat> I guess everything. It was from demeanor to how you walk down the court to how you, um, how how your body language is because. You know, I come down and I'm looking to kill straight away. But, you know, what he's trying to say is like, like he, I read the message. He was like, hey, after today, I realized you were one of the best movers on the court, uh, movers on the court, skill, vision, and level of defense. Um, he was like, you know, you're considerably better than some NBL point guards. I'm not going to mention names. Uh, but he was like, how do we, how do we leverage that into something bigger? And then I was like, you know, I said this, I was like, yeah, I wanted to have this conversation with you about it. How do I look? the nbl part but still remain being a hooper like myself yeah and so we were having this whole conversation and you know we're talking about body language your, de your demeanor how you bring the ball down what nbl coaches and people want to look at because when you look at the nbl when you look at the role players look at the top the, the guys in the, in the nbl they're not like you said they don't have deep bags so they're just doing the, the simple stuff um and so he was like maybe you know, like you were touching on as well, you have to play with a team that has NBL guys and, and know how to work around them and then play defense and do a little things. Um, so I think it's, you know, a bunch of stuff, um, but I've always been, I've always thought and been, you know, clueless to it because I was like, if a, if a dude's got a game and he can play, why not just yeah play, you know what I mean? Like let him play in the NBL or like at the highest level, but some people and some coaches and GMs don't really want to see that. They want to see other things. So this whole season, you know, I've been trying to it's been the struggle this season, which I was talking before about, but just how the whole mindset of trying to be more still remain myself, but I kind of lost my way because I was trying to be something different that I'm not. It was a whole different experience to me. And I'm trying to be like, I need to be this type of guy and this type of guy and, and be looked apart for this, you know, but it, I just wasn't used to it. Cause I've never been like that. I've been. Yeah. Hooper, you know what I mean? So I struggled with it a lot mentally. Um, and I was in slumps. It was bad, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. This whole, it's weird. I've always questioned cause I, you know, I get sick and tired of hearing people being like, man, you should be playing in the NBL. You should be this. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, my response is like, yeah, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I probably want to go to Europe more so. Like, I want to travel. But even so, like, I don't know. It's just tough. Like, you have to have this type of look. And I'm trying to work on the look. But sometimes it's just hard. Like, it, I feel like I lose my way when I try to do the look of an NBL 
type of yeah 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 and this is the thing man like i mean talk about at at any level of basketball like people slip through the cracks and like us as your your friends and family like we just want to see like all the hard work that you've put in you know be recognized and you know all of us none of us if there's anyone that you know ever doubted that 16 year old jesse that was sitting on the north side basketball court saying i'm gonna be a professional basketball player i don't think anyone that was at those courts that day that doubted that then could doubt that now like you're we all feel like you're at that level and and we want you to get a crack whether it's your whether it's the nbl um but yeah, I've I've two questions. Like, I I would I do want to talk about this season, but I was also just wondering, like, have you ever talked to Deborah about you know what mm. it took to get from that NBL one to the NBL? Because he obviously has had stints in the NBL himself. Yeah, no, I've never talking about Deborah George, by the way. Just if, yeah, he's at Darwin Salties in the north, but um, yeah, no, I've never actually talked to him about it. It's a good. He's probably a good person to talk to about that stuff, but. Yeah, no, never. I should. Well, he, he's he's just one of those guys that comes to mind where it's like he doesn't necessarily really fit the mold of an NBL player, mm. but um, but he did get there. Like he he he. I I don't know how much he played in the NBL, but he did, right? Yeah, he did. He played uh, for Taipans. It's funny, man. The mold, man. This has been a, an ongoing topic for. A... <laughs> I was like, I gotta tell you, I've been ranting and ranting about this stuff <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but um. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's the mold. It's I don't know how you fit the mold sometimes, and you know I've developed. It's bad. I've developed like just <laughs> like I'm gonna just be real. There's like hatred towards <laughs> how stuff's done and the mold. The typical Australian player of yeah. how people want to be how, how not so much the players, but the higher ups want these players to be. You know, and you see it at the highest level of Australia with the boomers, you know what I mean? Like, cause they're in, it's a mold, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just how it is. Um, and that's one thing, like, I remember touching back what you said, what made you want to be different. That was me wanting to be different. I never wanted to be in a mold, but I'm realizing you have to kind of be in a mold to be that. It's so weird. Like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, I want to remain who I am, but if I want to play at the next level at an NBL, whatever, it's like you have to be in a type of mode. But I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's just so weird. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, say- I mean, for me, like the real. I mean, I remember when I was like, no, like Jesse has to be on an NBL squad or he has to be playing somewhere that's higher than this NBL one. There was, you know, the first. Um, uh, what do they call it when all the teams came to Zilmia? uh when you were playing for wizards before the season started it was like oh the nbl blitz nbl one blitz or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the blitz like and you were giving it to a few boys that you know have played in the nbl and that yeah. um and then that was when i was like man he really has to just be there and then and then when mitch came to the wizards and then you guys were running together as backcourt partners and like mm-hmm. i mean i love watching mitch play um you know, he, he's someone that I've always enjoyed watching. And, and that was someone that was just a, ahead of us in high school. And we watched him play high school ball and, and move on to those levels. And you were obviously really close with that family. Um, but seeing you guys play together, like we're talking about a guy that's won championships, played for Australia and all this sort of stuff. And for me, when I watched you two guys, I was like, you guys are like, you're the same. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are kind of, 
the same you're on the same level like there's the nbl one level and then there's the nbl guys that are playing at the nbl one level and it was like clear as day to me that you were one of those guys and i i mean that with like like without any sort of i mean obviously there is some bias in me but like i genuinely believe that like being real like um you know if <laughs> you know you're obviously spending all your time playing basketball and, and we support that because we all see it like that's the thing like um we're not telling you to get a nine to five because like that would yeah. be wrong for the amount of talent that you have but um anyway let's uh let's talk about this season hey um so like for you like we talked on the phone the other day and we briefly talked about how um even that phone conversation i was like fuck, do i press record on this um but yeah you obviously uh you've gone to melbourne um i guess for starters like how are you enjoying melbourne different different to brisbane love it i love melbourne um, big city um the weather is ridiculous but not, it's different so. to brisbane but it's very different to fucking um being out in the desert last year desert, yeah <laughs> but no i like melbourne a lot um yeah the one thing i've learned for sure is you know and down here in melbourne they have a lot of skill um in wa it's relied mostly on structure and iq there are a lot of higher high iq players out there less skill in the north you kind of have a balance it's north and south probably i'd say the top two conferences um just with the amount of nbl players they filter through and who they have there and stuff but you know like in this league it's anyone's game like i was just talking to one of my teammates and, and <clears throat> you have like the top team getting beat by the eight seed like and then teams are just beating other teams you know what i mean and it's just super competitive super physical um but i love it it definitely tested me for sure being here because yeah, it was a uh, it was a different whole mindset to when I was in WA when I when I went out there. Like I went out there with nothing to lose. I didn't have really anyone that was on my back about stuff, um, particular stuff of like how to play, how to look, how to be. And then after having a successful season out there, I come to Melbourne and then I kind of started getting more people, more recognition, more expectations, and you know I didn't take it the right way. And it kind of like messed up my mental because I'm trying to, like I said, be a certain player to look, have that look. And then I was out of my whole mindset of how to be who I was. And I'm too busy overthinking things. I'm second guessing myself. I'm, my confidence is dropping. I'm thinking, man, maybe I don't want to play. Maybe this and that. I've never had this experience in my life. You know me. I've never been like that. I've always been like, yeah. you know what I mean? So this whole experience was a challenge because you know it's just a whole different giant i guess i had to face and you know the first three four games um it was a struggle and like you know i've never been on the outside on the opposite side of like you know a club i guess second guessing if i should be here you know what i mean i've never been like that i've always been like playing so good that has never been the option of like oh should we still do we still kind of want him should he, should he be on the bench should he? and i was like damn like it kind of affected my mental bit, a little bit and my confidence but then i had these conversations with you know good friends of mine a friend in, in america um and you know like yourself he's known me for a very long time and how i how i've been and 
everything's always been against me from day one. Like I've always been, my, my back has always been against the wall and I've always, that's how it's been. And I've known how to get through stuff. And he was like, like, bro, you just got to go out there and just be you and be a killer and be a hooper cause, and not try to, you know, impress or play a certain way to impress people so you can get looked at. You just got to be who you are. And I remember like the next game I came out, I think you would have had like 28 that game. And then like we had another game, I had like 15. And the next game, you know, a couple of games I had like 33. You know, I started to get my rhythm back because I was like, you know what? Like, F everyone and what people think about me, like, and trying to, like, not make mistakes. Like, remember you was talking, or you were telling me, you know, I had this thought process when I was younger. I was like, I'm not afraid to fail. But yeah, it came into my head. I'm like, I don't want to turn the ball over. I don't want to, I have to get people involved. I have to this, that, like, everything was, noise was happening and I didn't know how to handle it. But then I just shut it all out. Um... And obviously, like, you know, getting back to my rhythm within, you know, we're getting wins again. But it was it was a hard experience. I just, I second-guessed everything. I second-guessed if I wanted to keep playing. You know, I've never had that thought in my life. Um, you know, I just was like, am I even good enough to even, you know, what, what do I need to do? But, you know, having multiple conversations with my boy, Josh, in America, the one I just talked about, and another guy, um, actually my, my agent, he, you know, he was like, you just got to do it. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to fail and just be who you are. Same conversation. And I was like, man, what am I tripping for? Like, I just need to go out there and hoop. So it was a lot of him. Like, I was, yeah, it was bad. But yeah, sorry. Yo, no, no. When we were on the phone and you told me all this, I was actually like excited for you. Because yeah. I, was just, I was just like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is a chance for you to overcome another thing. It's only, You're only going to be better in the long run getting through. Exactly. And that's what I yeah, no, you're right. Like, that's what he said as well. He was like, you just got to embrace this. Like, once you get out of it, you're going to be so much better. It's something that, um, like, you were kind of built for it. Like, the reason you're in these situations because you can get out of it, really. Like, you can, you know, so. But in the time that it happened, I was like, it was bad. <laughs> it was like the worst experience. So, yeah. So, I guess, like, for anyone that's, like, listening, um. Uh, when, what was the first steps like you were you were obviously like down so like this is where you're normally at you're down here yeah you know. lower than that i was like <laughs> yeah like your the vibes are low like everything's low like what besides just like i'm just gonna go out there and hoop like what like what did you do to get yourself out of it so my main thing is like and, and you said it before um i'm always in the gym that's it and I think I've done this long enough to know it's in me and I can go away for a week and I still know how to keep my elbow in, release everything because it's in me. I've done it for so long. If I was to go away for a week from playing golf, I'd probably lose the technique. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know how to do it. So if I get back in the gym and I'm, you know, working out, um, what, 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 I'm obviously working on my game and perfecting little details, but I'm also working on my confidence to be able to make these shots, game-like shots. I said, I had a conversation with someone <clears throat> a while back. And I said, look, if you had the bag and you had it, and you could shoot like Steph Curry, but you didn't have the confidence, you know, you wouldn't be able to perform like him. The reason why these players are so amazing because their confidence is on a hundred, like they don't give a damn. And so that means like everything's just 
you know, they're just getting better. Because the confidence, that's, that's the biggest thing. Confidence is the biggest thing in the game. And the way you get your confidence from is just from putting in your work. It's from the work, yeah. Work, work. So you're building, you're actually building more confidence on your shot. You obviously, yeah. like I said, when you're younger, you're kind of, okay, you're getting better. You're working on your game. Okay, You're trying to develop different things. But when you've done it for so long, you're just developing more confidence. So when you do it in the game, it's like, okay, I have that there. Like, I've done it for so long. Kind of thing. So I had to get back in the gym to do that. I kind of had to um, just block out noise and, and not take these expectations that people were giving me and and just be like, you know, people were telling me, you know, you need to get 30 and 10, you need to do this, you need to do that. Um, you need to be defensively, you need this. And I'm like, man, on the court, I'm thinking, da -da 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 -da, I need to do this. And I'm, if I've turned the ball over or if I've missed a shot, I'm like, oh, man, I suck or I'm, you know, this or that. Um, but then I guess I just kind of backed myself. I looked at film and I said, you know what, like, what we're talking about, I can't be afraid to fail on the court. If I make a, a bad pass, I just get it back on defense or if I I just have to play better like I just took I'm trying to be more aggressive I guess on defense and taking pride in that because as I've gotten older and you've probably seen it when I was younger I was a lot more active and I was like a little dog like I wanted to play defense running up and down the court now yeah. when, and about it I started developing an uh, offensive game I got lazy on defense and I was like you know I'll rely on more offense so now I'm trying to get back to playing more defense but um yeah just taking step back steps back and looking at film um and being in the gym and just kind of just separating myself from the noise um because yeah I never experienced this feeling and once I did that and I went out there and I just started doing it in the game because I worked on it I was like wait I know how to do this so then it just started coming back to me flowing back to me so yeah if, if for people I guess listening I guess if you're in that that state of mind where you're just kind of like in a slump you just have to get back to the roots of like working out that's it because that's what we started doing and that's how you get your confidence back and, and believing that the shot is going to go in and, and that's what I did I guess so yeah there is like a I mean the the furthest I ever got was QSL and I remember the the you know eight months I really put into my game during that time and you know having to make minimum 100 threes a day and all that sort of stuff and and going through the repetitions it's kind of weird what it does to your psyche and mm -hmm. like obviously i haven't gone the basketball playing route myself but you know i'm really glad that i experienced that like i i at least had that bit of time where i went all out in the in the field of basketball just to see what that could do to my game in a small amount of time and and you know from when we talk about mental battles and stuff, I had my own mental battles when I was younger and, and whatnot. And <clears throat> it is kind of when it is as simple as just like, you need to just put the work in, like when you put the work in, there's that level of confidence where, you know, you, you look at someone like Steph Curry, that's just the most confident person ever. That's all yeah. off the back of work. Right. Yeah. Um, have you seen that? Have you seen that video where Andre Iguodala had Steph on his podcast and he was talking about his favorite, like Steph and Draymond moment? Mm -hmm. Um, so he was saying that, like, there was this game, Steph had been out injured for a while, and he, you know, he was coming in, he was getting his shots, shots up, and he was missing 
he yes. was like missing everything. His grandma yeah, was like, grandma got kind of mad at. Him. Yeah, he was like, this ain't this ain't the Steph show, and like, <laughs> and apparently Iggy was like, man, just let him, just let him get back into his rhythm, and he's like, we're working here too, like this yeah. isn't just the Steph show, and then apparently like Steph put up another shot, bricked it, and you know, he's shooting something like two for twelve or whatever, and um, and Draymond's just like, hey, that's a bad shot, and apparently Steph was kind of like, you talking to is he talking to me? And then he was like, yeah, you took a bad shot. <laughs> Apparently Steph's just like, I'm going to shoot it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's just like, that's one of those things where it's just like, there's, there's a difference between like confidence and like ignorance and just like, Oh, I, I'm just going to put this up because I'm confident. Like that's not confidence, but like when you're confidently doing what you do, because you put in hours and hours of work outside of it and you know, only the people that are closest to you understand that it's like you're going to the gym at yeah. in the morning, in the afternoon, again at nighttime. Like people don't actually realize like how much you've put into yeah. into being the player that you are. Like, and it wasn't by accident. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even I mean, you were naturally like like you said, like gifted, like quick, good hands, you know, there was a level of coordination there. Um but like in terms of like becoming like a real basketball player, like that's just been the hours upon hours. Yeah. It was, it was work and it was drive. It was drive because of getting overlooked and drive because I wasn't in a position that I thought I should have been in. It was drive because, um, you know, I always thought about I'm better than most of these players. And so that just drew, drove me to be in the gym and like pushed me. And I was like, man, I'm going to just be better than this guy or this guy or this team, or I'm going to show people I'm going to do it my way. Like I said, I don't want to fit the mold. So I, all that stuff just drove me to be in the gym, literally. And then that built my confidence. So then when I came out to these games, when I went to WA, you know, when I played Northside, when you know I had these games here that I'm trying to get my rhythm back, you know, it's all because of the work that I put in. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to go back to the roots of it, like I said, and just like, just work that's all it is like there's, there's nothing else you can't rely on anybody um nothing is gonna just be given to you You literally just have to be in a gym and work on yourself that's all i did and i'm still doing it like i'm probably not shooting the best like i, as I should be and i'm you know um my handle isn't as crispy as what i think it should be but that's why i'm in a gym you know i'm in i'm there at like 10 10 p.m 11 getting up shots and working on my handle working all these game-like situations because, like I said, it just develops your confidence. It develops, you know, your little details of, you know, what you need to do in a game. And then, obviously, I watch. Uh, I try to watch film and, and watch myself and, and how I play and stuff and then just put it all into the next game. Um, but also not trying to do too much and just let the games come to me because I'm not a person that, you know, tries to go out and, you know, I'm probably, <clears throat> you know me as well. I'm probably, when I was growing up, the most unselfish person. Like, oh, yeah. Like, class for us, God. And then when I came back, I was, like, scoring mentality. So, you know, I try to just not force stuff and, and try to make the right plays and being a point guard, you know, get people involved. But, um, and being a point guard, this year tested me as well because people don't understand being a point guard is one of the most hardest positions on the court. Like, you're obviously an extension of your coach and you have to know every play. You have to direct everybody. You have to make sure everyone's set on offense and defense. You know, you're calling all these different sets and it, 
it's actually draining. And I remember when I was playing with Mitch, I didn't have to have that role. You didn't have to do that. Was, so yeah. I was just scoring the football. I remember when I was playing on WA and <clears throat> a good friend of mine, Damon, he was uh, the point guard for some some uh, possessions and I would just come up the ball and just score. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's you just got to go back to working and, and just believing yourself and back yourself because I guess no one else, you can't rely on, like I said, you can't rely on anybody and sometimes people just won't believe you except for your the real ones that are there in your corner. But like, I, I, I just have to remember that like a lot of people didn't really believe in myself um me as a player anyway and, and I still get that as well but that still drives me so did did your work like the way you approach work did it change I mean it obviously changed like how how did it change um in terms of like before you went to college to after you went to college learned so much from work ethic from being there it was ridiculous I didn't work as hard as what I was when I was before I went to college I just learned so much like working out two times a day for five days a week having one day rest and then going back to it the next day to lift like I'm talking about um just in it like getting shots up like you're lifting and then you're just working out so when I came back I had that momentum so I was here and I was already like trying to get better, um, having that same mentality and it just helped. But before I did not even like, I was working out, but I wasn't working out like that. Like I was just, it was just casual. So now I still have that drive, like, okay. Like, but also as I've gotten older, then other things come into play. Like, it's like, okay, you have to take care of your buddy now because you're getting older. You have to rest more. You have to make sure like you're eating right. And that's why I went like vegan pescatarian just to like, like I, I realized it was fine being vegan for a certain time, but then I need to get more protein in. And I still feel great because I'm eating fish and seafood and stuff. But um, that whole eating helped my my buddy trim down as well. Um, but yeah, as I got older, these were the little details that helped. Because I want to play like for as long as I can. This is why I want to do it for the love of it but those things helped and just practicing and working out smart and not wasting time like everything is like you're doing it like it's like um i'm trying to think like, like quality over quantity so yeah. it's like everything is details it's not i'm just not i'm not in there just messing around i'm not just doing little whatever like it might not have to be like a hundred percent i'm getting a full sweat in but it's like i'm gonna get you know, 20 good shots off the same rep. And that's like, so I went in the game, I'm doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. So you, you start to learn different things when you get older as well. Um, and, and you see it in the game and it just makes things a lot easier. But yeah, my work ethic definitely changed after I came back from college and uh, my mindset changed. Like just how I viewed people and how people were on the court, off the court. Um, how relaxed some people were and I was like man I never want to be like that and how like the typical mold and just everything like all this stuff just is in my brain and I was like man I want to be different like I don't want to be like everybody else you know what I mean like um so that just everything just fueled this to be like in the gym just in the gym yeah you know what I mean like I remember 
when I was growing up, before um, when we graduated, you know, everyone would go to schoolies, right? And I already had that mentality. So I was like, well, I'm not really trying to do that. So when people were at schoolies, I was like in the gym, just working out. I remember I was with Tim, shout out to Tim. Like we were playing, we had the PCYC. Um, and I was just working out and, and that, that's because I, I just loved it. Um, but, you know, I just kind of, it kind of annoys me a little bit, I guess, because some people are just fake about the game, I guess, because they'll, you know, be one way about, you know, they love to play, but then they don't put the work in or they don't, they're not committed or they don't take care of their body or they don't eat right. And it's like, you're not really about it like that. Like, you're not really about the lifestyle. Like people would die for Like there's reasons why Bron is so good because of, obviously he has his resources and he's, you know, he's got the money, but it's his mindset that was there. You know what I mean? And I get mad at like when I, when I see people and I'm like, man, people just fake about how they do stuff and they don't really, they don't really like the game like that. Like they just do it because they're good at it, but they wouldn't really do it. If, yeah. You know? Yeah. So all that stuff drove me. That was something that really changed your game was like the changing of your body, mm. like going over there, starting to lift and, and like, I don't, I don't know. Is there, we, I guess we don't have any evidence to like, <laughs> since you always wore like three jumpers, like there's no photos of you shirtless <laughs> at the age of like 16. Yeah. Um, but like very, very insecure about my body, but when I was younger, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, changing your diet and, and starting to lift and all this sort of stuff, like that was a huge change in your game because before that, like you were shifty, you had a handle, um, you know, even though you weren't like a great shooter, um, you know, people would kind of slack off you a little bit, which some people don't understand. Like defensively, if you slack off someone, you're just giving them a, a little bit of a run up. Yeah, so yeah. like, um, but like people would try to clog the pain on you and you had this ability to kind of get any way you wanted on the court already. But then when you added the fact that, you know, you, your shoulders, like everything, like you, you just got that much stronger. And on top of that, like, you know, you, your core got better. You obviously started being able to jump higher and all this other stuff. Like the fact that you were already able to get to wherever you want on the court. And then on top of that, you added this like new strength and athleticism like that just took your game from like here to like up here. Like that, that just makes such a big difference for you. And then since then, you know, adding the, you know, being a great shooter and and all this other stuff, like it's kind of, it's almost like, like you hear about the, I mean, you did have a growth spurt as well. Like you were a little bit shorter and then you got to like that six, one, six, two, whatever you are now. Um, But like, you know, you, you hear about, um, I'm I'm reading Phil Jackson's book at the moment. And he yeah. talks about how Scottie Pippen. I think they mentioned it in the in the last dance as well. How Scottie Pippen was like a point guard in in high school, um, and then he you know he ended up growing like seven inches, and all of a sudden is a small forward. And um, but he had all these point guard skills. Like you had all these these guard skills, and then all of a sudden, it's like you took those skills and you put it onto now like an athlete's body. Like you weren't just like a basketball, a guy that like played basketball now, like you're an actual athlete. Um, So like, that was obviously another one of those steps for you, like going from that. But, but I guess the blessing is like, you had to be able to 
be effective without the athletic body before that. Um, so, you know, sometimes you see it the other way around. You got a guy that's really athletic and then he's just adding skills to that. Um, I guess you did it the other way. Which helped. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely helped because, yeah, that, being just skilled like that with the ball and being able to dribble like that. So when I got the body, like we we're saying, and, and be more agile, be more strong, it just came together like that. So, um, one question I have, like you always, um, like you've obviously moved around a bit with your NBL one career, and then even I guess like going over and playing college ball at Fullerton and stuff, like. Is it is your head just like basketball twenty four seven? Like how how do you like relax just like a little bit? It's funny. That's another thing I dealt with this year as well. Earlier on, when I before I came down, <clears throat> you've known me for so long, and basketball has been my life, and that's just always what I've focused on from when I was sixteen to now. And it's funny. I got. <laughs> I got my camera here and I got a bunch of books and a bunch of like, you know, a notepad that I have all these ideas about being creative and artistic because I never really, I used to dabble in it, but my focus was just, I need to be in the gym. I need it. Like, like that was it. But I remember I was dealing with it as well. And that was another thing mentally I dealt with because I was like, do I want to play or do I just want to like enjoy tapping into that creative side that I never got to do? which means like, you know, doing the clothing brand that I have plans for in the future and, and, you know, taking my photos and videography and all that stuff and, you know, wanting to write a book and all this stuff, right? Um, but I can't balance both. I'm either 100% in with one and the other thing is just dropped. And I was struggling with it because I was like, I don't want to play as much. I want to do this. This is way more fun. Um, so what I've realized is like, I actually cannot relax i need to just be in or else if i do relax and i take time to be like okay i'm gonna go out take a drive go see some scenery take some photos relax then i'm caught up on like okay i want to edit this stuff like i want to put this in my portfolio of like what i want to do with my photos and all this stuff and i don't know how to separate it i don't and that's what i've realized so right now i haven't even touched any of that creative stuff again and it's just basketball like which is annoying because i i love doing that stuff but i realized it took me a while to realize as well that kind of got me out of the slump like i just i just want to play and, and that's always going to be there but while i'm here i want to play and i got a job to do you know what i mean and it's like i want to be the best player i can be but yeah, i haven't touched any of that stuff anymore like it's just hoops so yeah i mean that's like a real testament to how much you enjoy it because a lot of people are like, oh, I need to go do something else. I need to think about something else and like, you know, take my mind away from away from basketball. And <clears throat> and honestly, that's that's one of the biggest differences between you and I guess the rest of us that like grew up together is like none of us were as locked in as you, right? Mm -hmm. um, like it's really always just been like, how do I get better? How do I get better? And the fact that, you don't get any fatigue. Like there's no basketball fatigue for you, right? Like, like I'm, honestly, like you'll send me like a picture and you're just like watching an NBA game at one in the morning. Yeah. And like, then it's just like. Yeah. Like my search history on YouTube, like it's just different players. Like it's just I, like. I don't want to know about your search history. 
<laughs> no, nah, but like, yeah, it's just I'm trying to just see different ways and different angles and how different players play, and I'm always just like learning. You know, like I try to put that in my game and see film, and then you know I'm in the gym working out or I'm I'm lifting, um, and so I just and, and I guess if there's one thing that, that kind of does take me away that helps me relax, it's music. That's the only thing. Yeah, but that's. It's nothing, and you know how I love my music. That's the only thing, because that doesn't take much time. It's just like I can relax, I can lay down on my bed when I'm resting and I'm listening to whoever it is, and then you're welcome for that passion, by the way. For what? <laughs> for that passion. Passion. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you're welcome for music. Getting no. no. Don't act like I wasn't the one that gave you all the music in the world <laughs> you did now you put me off but yeah okay i'll give you props for that 10 percent. <laughs> <laughs> but um no nah, that's probably my down down um something that i like to just mellow down to is just music but yeah my life is just i don't know how to i don't like to go out much i don't like to um associate as much with people that i think i should maybe um i'm not very sociable i'm very introverted i like to just work out by myself i like to just be in my bed i like to just enjoy my energy um and i've learned that as i've gotten older because i mean i'm obviously not like you know i'm friendly but i just know you know it just also because it just drains me as well like it's being around people um so i don't do much outside of playing yeah yeah so it's funny like one of the things that used to piss me off the most about Jesse was like after we graduated and like, you know, he'd go overseas or he's playing in another city. He'll come back to Brisbane and like, I don't even know. And that shit used to piss me off so much. Now I'm just like, like, I just get it. And I've become that way myself. Like I I'm, I'm not someone that goes out as much anymore and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I, I've become more hyper-focused on the things that I, I want to do. And, um, yeah, that, that's something that used to annoy me about Jesse. But it's also like a pro, like props to Jesse because, you know, when we were younger, like all of us were going out and drinking and, and having a good time and, and having fun. And like on the rare occasion, you'd see Jesse at one of those events. Yeah. He still yeah. wasn't like acting up. Like he, if, he, if he had anything to drink, it was like maybe a drink. It's, and even yeah. then, like you, you probably weren't having anything. And um you know, you'd be there for a little bit, say hello, and then you'd be out. And, <laughs> and, um, and that, that's like, that's props to you, man. Cause there's a lot of people that can't say no to that stuff. Like, yeah. um, and, and, no, hey. and uh, speaking on that, no, I'm saying speaking on that, I guess I get speaking back on what I said before about like how people are, I don't know. I just, the passion that I have for the game is just, you know, it. And it's like, I don't get how people can just be like, um, I guess uh, I, that's why I admire Kobe because how he, how his view on the game, the, the mama mentality. And like, then you look at other players and you look at the mold and you look at typical Australian players and how everyone's so lackadaisical. And I'm out here like trying to work my butt off in the gym. I'm trying to be the best player I can be. I'm pushing and, and, and then you have these players that are just like, oh, you know, this is what it is like. And I'm like, man, 
F these dudes, man. Like, I want to kill these dudes. Like, that's what used to annoy me because it's like everybody just takes it for granted. It's like you're not really, like I said, you're just fake about it playing. You're just like, you're just there because you, you like, you just, you're good at doing something on the court, I guess. So, it's um, kind of that Australian, it's that Australian tall poppy syndrome a little bit. Like, you don't want to, in Australia, they've got, it's, it's not a great thing. It's like, you don't want to look like you're trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you try too hard, it's like people are going to like dig at that and, and whatever else. Whereas it's just not like that over in America. Like everyone that I've talked to that's been to America or are American themselves, um, you know, it's like, this is my passion and, and I put so much into it. Like, um, and yeah, I'm always someone that's like, you know, I'm sure the middle, like the the best thing is maybe somewhere in between like completely obsessed and, you know, someone that's completely casual. But um, but then when you look at someone like yourself, like for you, the thing that like takes you away from the game that makes you chill out is still being in the game. But Every like, game. like, it's like, it's like, I, I need to take a rest. Now I want to just go watch some NBA. I want to go watch what like these guys yeah. are doing. And um, that's kind of funny, but um, you know, we, we've only got a little bit of time left before you got to go, but um, we are about to enter the NBA finals. Have you been watching the playoffs and stuff? Yeah. Uh, I've been watching some games. Um, I'm going to just call it. I think Denver's going to win it. Yeah. They're a good team. Hey, they're, so much it's fun to watch. Against, it's nothing against Miami because I love yeah. how he is. I was watching this thing as well. I mean, not watching, so I was reading this thing about how Pat, Pat Riley um introduced this thing called, you've probably seen it, but it's called like the disease of me. Um, basically, why Miami is so successful within their team and how everyone's so unselfish and bored into this organization. But I love Miami and I love what Jimmy's doing. But, you know, when you see how Denver and how amazing Jokic is one of my favorite big men like he's just he's amazing like and that's what I love about him or Luca because they still play at their pace they don't get yeah. rushed they play their game he's um, never looked rushed in his life like never um like he'll, get, he'll get like 35 40 like 15 and like 12 or 30 I don't know like his stats are crazy you know what I mean so yeah that's something that one of my that my first Oztag coach ever taught me uh, was he was like all the best players look like they have all the time in the world like watch any sport and you know all of them look like when they catch the ball it's just like they have an an hour to make a decision and it's the same amount of time as everyone else but they just you know have seen the same thing so many times and and um yeah looking at Nicola like obviously my favorite player ever is Stephen Curry and Someone asked me the other day, like, if you could watch Steph play with any other player in the league right now, who would it be? And, like, I didn't even have to think about it. I mean, my other favorite player is Jimmy Butler, but it's not the person I'd want to see Steph with. I'd want to see Steph with Nikola. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. see, like, him just running around just all over the place and Nikola just holding the ball and finding him. And He's amazing. Um, He's ridiculous. And, yeah, obviously, Jamal Murray's doing his thing and he stepped up, like – his story is crazy how he came off that injury and yeah. never, you know, didn't you know, get him out of there. They, they believed in him and now he's just putting on a performance and like all the other pieces around is just that Denver team was really good. You know, it's something I, I've always appreciated about whenever, whenever we've talked about the NBA is um, like 
you never ever talk about narratives like mm. the nba is so like story based now and mm. i really don't enjoy it but mm. like you always talk about like you talk about guys like demar Derozan and like mm. his footwork and Dame. and Dame Lillard, man. you gotta shout out to dame all these and, guys and guys like that like like i think people forget that like you know when you're watching that top like the nba is the 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 top league in the world obviously um whether you enjoy the way it's played or not like for me i i've really enjoyed you know it feels like teams are back in the nba like this miami heat team's like an actual team you know the the denver nuggets are an actual team the warriors are an actual team um and then you know a team like the boston celtics that's probably the most talented from one to nine in the league. The, the way they played was so gross to me. Um, Like it's just gross to watch. I'm so happy they're not in the finals just because I hated what, like you've got these talented players and like, you, you don't even know how to beat a zone. Like, it's just like, it's crazy. It's like, Oh, let's just play five out against the zone and just try and dribble the ball. Like, these guys are at the top level. Like if a team goes to a zone, you're meant to be excited. It's like, what's just, but uh, anyway, I'm, like, I'm just super glad that they're not there, but yeah, I've always appreciated the fact that like, whenever we talk about NBA, it's like, sometimes you can talk with people and it's just like, all the warriors do is shoot threes. And I'm like, they don't though. Like that's, that's, that's not what they do at all. Like, um, and you know, you just like talk to these people that's just like it's just like the narrative side of things but you actually like talk about the game which is yeah. which is yeah. fun because i guess you can kind of relate and see it like as a hooper and, and you know a lot of people that talk about that stuff i think some of them maybe don't understand as much as like what it takes in that level and where they're at so it's like i don't know i just appreciate everything you know i just appreciate basketball and how the game is played and you know how skilled these guys are and you know, I love watching all these players but yeah I try not to just stick to the narratives and, and let that yeah. but it's fun it's fun talking to you because you look at it differently to me like I don't I don't feel like I look at the NBA in a narrative way but like I'm always looking at it like as a coach and yeah. and like I'm looking at this team and stuff and like that and then you're breaking down like footwork and stuff like that and I'm trying to Obviously, I was a trainer because I'm a trainer as much as I am a coach these days. Like I've had to learn, especially over the last two years. I feel like my understanding of skill development and whatnot is like just I can't even. I remember like I used to train some kids at Northside when I'd first graduated. And so like I'd be their coach and then they'd pay me to do a bit of skills development with them. Those sessions would have been so ass. Like I'm so sorry to everyone that I like coached back then. Like. I think about like I remember some of the drills I used to do and just they were the worst like just the worst skills development training sessions ever like if I saw someone doing that now I'd be like uh oh, yeah okay. this is wrong you need to find a different coach but I guess you got to go through all that to understand but um well it's funny you say that because like obviously um about to head off to work which is I guess work you call individuals yeah yeah the stuff that I teach is like I don't teach the typical, I mean, obviously we, we go back to the basics, but it's like the game of, of what the NBA is and what European you know, basketball is, is like so much footwork in it. So yeah. it's like, I try to just break down that stuff. And I remember my nephew, Antoine, you know, I'm teaching all this stuff and he's getting it natural footwork, all this stuff. And it's like, 
you know, that's what's got, kind of got to be into, like, be taught. Um, also, going back to, you know, your triple threat, all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I enjoy teaching these kids stuff. Like, being a hooper, man. Like, you want to be a hooper. You don't want to be – my mindset when I have these kids, don't be the typical mold. Like, yeah. be someone better than that. And then be a killer. Like, that's how I see it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, – so, the right now – Obviously, well, we're going into the finals now, so it's not just the playoffs, but, you know, rotations move down to about seven or eight players. If you could build, like, just a, a seven to eight player rotation of your favorite players of all time, what's your, what's your rotation? Um, so, uh, point, point I'm running... This is mine. Okay. This is, yeah, this is yours. This is yours. Yeah, like, don't get mad. Yeah, but this yeah. is just based on my I love um, of all time. So I'll probably say point I'll run. I gotta run Dame there. Dame's one of my favorite players because it's not just about his game, it's just my whole mentality. And like I I love it. Like I love how he is on and off the court. And you you see it, you know what I'm talking about. His yeah. whole it's crazy. So Dame. Um shooting guard. I'm gonna be real with you. It's either MJ or it's Kobe. It's one of those two because I love Kobe. Um, but obviously MJ is one of the greats. He's one, obviously one, if not the great. Because I'm gonna say Braun is up there with it as well. Because obviously yeah. I'm not gonna debate. But um, so let me split them at least. Like Kobe and, and well, you've and, got you've got a rotation. You got seven to eight. So okay, you can okay, bring okay. one off the bench. All right, all right. Good luck telling one of them to come off the bench, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, okay, Dame. Obviously, I got Dame. I got Kobe and MJ. This is just in the seven rotation. I got – I'm going to put Bron up there because I love Bron. Um, so what that's for. I'm putting, I'm putting Shaq up there. I love Shaq. Um, it's a five. I got what three more, two more, two to three, two to three. Okay, I'm putting. I'm. I gotta put AI up there. Yeah, I was surprised you hadn't mentioned him yet. Uh, AI's there because I grew up watching him. Yeah, I was gonna say Jesse. Growing up, everything was Allen Iverson. It was like Allen Iverson and Michael Jordan when you were like a kid. Yeah, so I, these I'm putting AI up there. Um, I'm putting. Yeah. Pulling Melo Ball. No, I'm kidding. I'm not putting Melo out there. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Who am I missing? Because I'm biased and, you know, I love the game. I'm going to put D- Debo up there, Demar. Mm-hmm. Like Debo. Uh, like these are all people I study. So I'm putting them up there. And then, um, last one. Mm, mm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking either old school or new school. Who have I missed out? I'm going through the teams. What Miami? <sighs> Melo's tough, but <sighs> I love this footwork. Mm-hmm. Let me think. 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 To be real with you. 
But I feel like I'm missing someone if I say this though. As much as I love Kyrie and KD, um, obviously Kyrie because of his handles, his scoring abilities, finishing. It's either that or him. It's either out of these three. It's him. It's KD because obviously for him to get a shot up and create, loved watching his footwork. And then it's Luca. Yeah. I just, it's like Luca's just in my head. But yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm but if I was to take out of those three, it'd be Luca because. I just admire how he his pace is, is ridiculous. And for yeah. his size, how he gets freaking triple doubles. And, like, obviously, this is not talking about his attitude and how he went and people say, you know, all this stuff. But as a pure basketball player, he's amazing to watch. Like, he's just... Yeah. So, because so, I, I, when I first start teaching someone basketball now, mm-hmm. I always start with, uh, you know, talking about, you know, change of pace. You know, I, I want to teach kids how to be able to change pace. And like, you don't have to be the fastest guy. The two guys I always bring up, I always say Steph and Luca. Like yeah. they're just two guys that, you know, physically, they neither of them are all that fast. Yeah. Um, but they're both so quick because yeah. they're able to change pace and, and whatnot. So that's a good pick. Yeah, no, nah, it'll be, so yeah, Dame, Kobe, uh, Kobe MJ, Braun, <clears throat> Shaq. Um, and then I'd put what did I say? Um, AI Demar and Luca. AI Demar and Luca. A little small, but <laughs> it is small, but I'm small. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I only asked. I was thinking it myself, like what my team was, and I come up with my five of I'd have Steph, Kobe, uh, Jimmy, and then I didn't know whether to run LeBron at the four and Draymond at the five, but I'm such a big Draymond fan. Or I'd have Draymond at the four and then like a Shaq probably. Or I'm really starting to like Jokic a lot. Um, So there's a part of me that's kind of like, I kind of want to put Draymond at the four, Jokic at the five, and then you've got all these just creators. Um, And then then on my bench, I would have like a Shaq there. Vince Carter's got to be there because he's just like the guy that I loved when I first started watching basketball. Um, and probably my one other, so I've got like a big a wing. My point guard on the bench is probably Steve Nash. That was like someone that when I first started playing, yeah. like, um, you know, Vince Carter was on the video games and he could jump high. But then when I actually started playing basketball and realized I couldn't do that, Steve Nash was someone that I started to watch. And uh, I used to watch how he worked on the pick and roll. Obviously, he could shoot the ball really well. I was yeah. like, well, he's white and unathletic. Maybe I can do that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, yeah, no. Hey, this has been fun. I do know you got to get going. Um, yeah, yeah. Before you go, though, I, I do want to say a, like a thank you to you, though. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I've been a little bit like lost in terms of like, you know, what am I going to do for my career? And I've worked like a million different jobs since finishing school. Um, you know, got an idea of like what I wanted. I, I, I like almost like begrudgingly just was like, you know, what? maybe I just go be a teacher. And so I yeah. started studying teaching and like everyone else, everyone in the world was just like, <laughs> like, that's so good. It's so good. You're doing teaching like good on you. I had another friend that was like, you know what? I did engineering, but I wish I was a teacher like this job. Like it's, it's so, you know, it's so stable 
and you know it's like you get great holidays and everything he said was like killing my soul because it just didn't feel like where I wanted to be and then I told you I'd started teaching you're like why the fuck are you doing that (laughs) and I was like what and he's like, bro, you've got to do something in basketball. Like you, your mind is always on basketball. Like, why aren't you doing that? And I was like, it kind of took me back a bit because every single other person was like telling me like, oh, that's so good. You're doing teaching, man. And then like, not even maybe like two weeks later, two or three weeks later, obviously this job at the basketball lab popped up and I was like, okay, like, I guess, I guess we just go for this now. And, um, my first session so like i I had a couple of uh afternoon shifts there which is more so admin um like just taking people around and also running open scrimmages but then my first like session i had i had a group of three boys teenagers that pretty they're they're decent enough so it was it was a fun session and like i just had like i had a little moment halfway through the session where like i probably could have had a few happy tears because i was like this is so much fun man this is exactly where i want to be so um shout out to you you know been one of my best mates since like this big and um you know being the only person to be like why the hell you (laughs) which i don't know i still think at some point i there's a chance i end up being a high school teacher but um no i'm really enjoying what i'm doing now so um i remember when i was applying when i was applying to the job you were in my head just being like why are you doing that so (laughs) and <laughs> no nah, i just try to keep it, i mean i've known you for so long so i just try to keep it real and i'm not playing or coaching or watching basketball is like you love it you know i know you do i was tagging that stuff but that's like your passion like yeah and i was always like man like just enjoy that do that while you can and, and be a part of it like be some be part of something that you truly love you know what i mean so no it's fun and um yeah it's cool like both of us have how much time have we spent with just this orange ball but um the chance to you know turn it into a career that sounds pretty cool so um no i've only been there for a couple weeks but i'm enjoying it but just wanted to say thanks to you for that um for being a little bit of an being a bit of an asshole but (laughs) at least you're honest so (laughs) only for your uh, best interest (laughs) no i appreciate it anyways bro have a good night I'm assuming you're yeah. not going to watch Origin because you're not about that. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I'll be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they'll, they would show it here in Melbourne, right? Nah, I'll be working anyway. So yes, I'll show it at Melbourne, Australia's best sporting event, my man. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not wrong with that. Uh-huh. I do love footy. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I no, but appreciate you having me on the on, on here. I thank you. No, that's all good. The next one we'll get Kai in as well. For sure, for we'll sure. That'll fun. be um yeah. Definitely um I wanna see in the future as well a joint thing with um you know the guys at, at St. James with the Tim and, and I think it's uh, the Searchers podcast. Yeah, the sure. Searchers podcast. It's good, man. I've listened to a couple mm-hmm. and um yeah, no, I talked to Renko. We've we've already kinda talked about something to do with that he wants to play some poker so maybe we might talk about it over some poker hey i think him and liam wilder are coming over sometime soon Definitely. <laughs> anyway but no nah, thank you i gotta run but i appreciate you having me on here no nah, it's all good love you bro I'm okay. I love see you bro hey if you've made it all the way to this point <clears throat> first of all i appreciate you 
Um, but yeah, I just want to say you might have noticed between the intro and then the podcast starting that um, it shaved. And you might have been thinking, was that because of the conversation that, you know, Jesse and I have right at the start of the podcast? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, no, I wasn't too happy with <laughs> just where it was going. It was time to go. Um, but it was fun while it lasted. And yeah, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Appreciate you guys.